Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Authentic Audience Podcast. My name is Krista Ritma, and I am your host. I am feeling very grateful in this moment for the people who continue to come into my life in the timing in which they come in. I've said for a very long time, timing is everything. I say that all the time. And this podcast to me is just a perfect example of that. Every single week, it's just right on time. Today, I have a beautiful conversation with Claudia Chan. She's founder of the She Summit. She's an author. She's a mom, and she is crushing life, not in a way that's super intimidating, but in a way that left me feeling so inspired and fired up. And it's no wonder that we're talking about leadership today. I always say that a good leader makes you feel better in their presence, not intimidated. And that's exactly what Claudia did today. I'm actually going to take her online course because I was so inspired by this conversation. We talk about, yes leadership, gender equality, redefining leadership, purpose-driven businesses, and how to be better leaders and just better humans in general in all aspects of our life. This was such a beautiful conversation. Again, like I said before, it came at the perfect time for me. I had to cancel this at the last minute last week. And as always, the timing aligned perfectly and she dropped into my world at the exact moment I needed her. So I'm just feeling grateful for this platform, grateful for conversations like this. I really appreciate Claudia and the work that she's doing, and I really enjoyed learning about it. Thank you, as always, for being here, and I hope you enjoy this conversation. Claudia Chan is the founder of the She Summit, a social impact-driven leadership conference. She stands for She, He, and Equity for All, and the summit is on a mission to unleash talent and people to rise to their highest potential as impactful, inclusive, whole life leaders with the goal to unlock diverse, thriving, and socially impactful workplaces and communities. Sounds amazing. Also, she is one of eight UN Women Champions for Innovations and a speaker at TED Talk. I just watched that. Finally, she is the author of the best-selling business book, This Is How We Rise, Reach Your Highest Potential, Empower Women, Lead Change in the World, and is a mom of two. So obviously from that bio, you all know why I'm so excited to have Claudia on the podcast today. So welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Nice to meet you and connect, Krista. It's so nice to meet you. What a weird time that we're connecting in. So um, this podcast, I record these pretty timely. So this will come out within the next couple of weeks. So we'll still be in this funny place that we're all in. So I always start by just, how are you? Where are you? Tell me what's happening in your world. That's a great first question. So things are good. You know, I I was talking to lot of friends and because I actually just turned 45 last week. Happy and birthday. You're an Aries? You. I'm an Aries. Hardcore smack in the middle, April 7th. And 45 is also interesting too because it's hopefully it's the midway through my life. It's like entering that second half of life. And also, you know, like Sunday was Easter and just really thinking about like how, how special birthdays are and just sort of birthing the next, like the next level of you and mm. how really life is about in so many ways, the future. Like we get so caught up in the present moment or the, or the past. We get so, you know, we get so many things can bog us down, but really thinking about like the future and what matters the most and what you want your quality of future to be. And anyway, so it's been a very spiritual time. And also I'm a Christian too. So I get very spiritual. Um, 
And yeah, it is a crazy time in the world, but the positive that is coming out of it is the opportunity to have a lot more virtual connections, community build, community outreach. And, and obviously, I, I also think the pandemic is resetting humanity a bit and really forcing all of us again to focus on and, and really rethink like what matters the most and family, like having family meals and dinners and reconnecting and using what you have and the, the feeling of like, you know, not having to, to constantly purchase and the excessiveness of life. So some of the good things that are coming out of this crazy time. Yeah, I agree. I think the purchasing is a big one for me. Um, just, I, I tend to spend, I guess is the easiest way to put it. And, um, (laughs) just really taking a step back and looking at how I'm spending and who I'm spending. And I think that's sort of the biggest thing as I've become really conscious living in Santa Cruz of like, we're still eating from our local taqueria to keep them in business. Mm -hmm. And instead of ordering things from Amazon or, you know, other places like that, I'm going to our, our local grocer. And I think and then I signed up for like the local produce versus the produce that kind of serves the greater California and decisions like that, that I'm I'm honestly embarrassed to say I didn't make sooner, but the spending piece has like really sort of snapped me into gear and it's a really interesting time. And for our business, it's mostly virtual. So we're very busy because people are either wanting to go online or we do online launches and online strategies. So it's been a crazy time. And, <laughs> and that's the first thing I wanted to ask you is how has your business been affected? And are you, you know, what kind of shifts are you making right now on the business side of things given this uncertainty? Yeah. So, well, my business, as you mentioned, I, I founded She Summit, which is a annual live conference that takes place every November in New York City. Uh, we just wrapped up our eighth annual conference in November. So, entering almost a decade of, of this annual leadership conference. Wow. And then the second piece of our business is a lot of paid traveling and speaking. And I do a lot of trainings and, and workshops, particularly focused in like with a personal passion in corporate America, just because I feel like that's where the impact, that's where we need the most change is in like, you know, why again, it, you know, so many people leave companies to go start their own businesses and, and then you lose out on the good, you know, how do we keep the purpose-driven good people in companies so they can actually change the future of work and make make workplaces better? So that sort of became the next level of my movement. But because I have been doing uh, learning and trainings and workshops and coaching through my How We Rise program, you know, you mentioned my book that I wrote two years ago. I, I have a whole leadership curriculum with on that book, and I do a lot of curriculum and teaching on that. So we are, we do have online trainings and where we're just really, really focused on virtual programming right now. So virtual keynoting, presentations, workshops, and also just really, you know, again, being agile as an, as a, as a business, as a small business and adapting and having team meetings and mobilizing what we can to serve our community. And every business right now really needs to be doing that. So we're really focused. And, and, and the other thing too, is I was, I was meditating this morning and just thinking that you know, for those of you who are in that fear place or that worry place, it's, it's so important. There's so many tools on how we reframe around it, but we could also see this time to force innovation and to get, you know, to get you thinking about new things and new business models that could actually end up being so much better than the original plan. So, and, and for a long time, you know, I wanting to be more, 
you know, we launched our digital training because we wanted to get more digital. I'm like, okay, so now we're going to just have to get like super digital. And in a way, like it forces it, which is a good thing for us. And I think it's staying in the positive and staying in the productive mindset is, is the more, the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely have gone back and forth and I'm just sort of trying to be patient with myself in that process. Cause I have a team that's relying on me to sort of show up big right now. And I have anxiety and, you know, like everybody else, I've just been some days waking up like this productive mindset, let's go, let's get it done. And then other days it's just, it's hard. It's, it's a crazy time. And I applaud, I applaud you for like your mindset because I think mindset is like really key right now to what's happening. And you hit on something that I'd like you to actually expand on because I think it's so important is keeping the good purpose driven people in corporate America. I think that's so powerful because, you know, I, I say all the time, we have a small business, but some of our clients have major platforms, like really, really big platforms. So a strategy that I create that is purpose driven, implemented on their platform actually can affect so many more people, right? So I have a small company and of course I'm doing my part, but if I were working for a much larger company and had, you know, 500 people under me, my, my father's been in corporate America for a long time and we've, you know, butt heads over the years um, in a good way, just about feminism and women in the workplace. And, you know, he's had hundreds and hundreds of employees under him. And if I've said to him, you know, if people are paying attention to the way that you speak and what you're saying and what you're doing and the decisions you're making, you get to affect so many people. And I think that that's where real change can happen. So I sort of just, I don't know what I want you to say about it, but I would love for you to just elaborate on that piece. Yeah. And it's interesting because so a lot of what I teach, and I know when we were begin before we began the, the conversation, we were just talking about some of the things like how do I lead and how do I do what I do and all the iterations. I've been an entrepreneur now for 20 years because I started business when I was basically 25. Um, so it's about 20 years of entrepreneurship. And really the, the paradigm of leadership that I teach is what I call whole life leadership. And I'm on a mission to redefine leadership to be, and I had to talk about a few things. One is purpose-driven, that leadership needs to mean leading change for what you care about, for issues you care about. We forget that, you know, all the privileges that basic privileges we get are because of people that created that change. And so we're here to, we're, we all are here to contribute. And so like, what do you care about? What are you going to like, what, what values do you stand for? So A, leadership needs to be purpose-driven. B, leadership needs to be accessible. So it's, it's, it's been a very traditional, um, you think of a leader and you think big title, middle-aged white man running a big company government. And so your average person might not think like a waitress can never associate themselves with being a leader, Mm, right? Um, or a teenager or, you know, what have you, or an assistant. So, you know, there's a leader in all of us. We've also already been leading many things. And so, so leadership also must mean leading from where you are. And we need a more accessible definition of leadership. And then it, it needs to be inclusive, which is a, is a longer answer. No, I love it. But, Please. But just really remembering that, that we all come from our different backgrounds, classes, color, ethnicity, re, like city life, suburban life, you know, like, you know, America's a melting pot of different cultures. So we have biases and we have blind spots that are very subconscious. And so we could so easily place judgments on other people and to also realize that 
like good leadership is inclusive leadership and how do we all be more inclusive? And then the last piece is whole life integrated, which is like, we really need to treat our whole lives as the organization we're leading. Mm. So this is all like the fundamental, it's really the accumulation of my life's journey and work doing, you know, hundreds of content conference sessions for She Summit and having 600 speakers on my stage. So creating leadership content for years and then creating my own methodology of leadership through the How We Rise book, which then became the course. And so to me, it's, we need a new definition that everybody can embrace. And because imagine if every single person actually embraced that definition, imagine how much better like our world would be, you know, because it's, it's, we're so me for we, I mean, we're so me over we thinking like mm-hmm. we could be very like this is human nature versus me for we. And if we all led in a way that contributed and also where our whole lives could thrive, that's really the ideal scenario. So, so whole life leadership is, is, like the core umbrella of what I teach. And, and I also talk about your pathway, like in the curriculum, there's also like, what's your pathway to leadership and to your, to your whole life purpose. And, you know, I say, if you're in a corporation, can you be a intrapreneur, like an impact intrapreneur? And, and if you're an entrepreneur, like, can you be a social impact, a social entrepreneur? And then of course, if you're doing a bit of both, you could be a hybridpreneur, but (laughs) it's like your pathway is just, your pathway is, um, is entrepreneurship. And for others, I think they think that in order to have a purpose, they have to like do a hundred nonprofits or like start their own side hustle. But like, actually you can a lot of change with a purpose-driven career in your company because your company is a micro society of humanity. And so like d- defining what you want to lead and change in your organization could have a massive, massive ripple effect. So that's a lot of what I teach long-winded answer. No, it's, I'm like sitting here, like taking all these notes. It's so powerful. And I think the, a big piece is the redefining what it means to be a leader and actually like recognizing that we are all leaders and we have this, you know, inside of us. And it's funny, you know, there's so much, especially I love the work that you focus on is, you know, creating, you know, equality and also women in business. And that's why I really reached out to you and I watched your TED talk and, you know, learned about how you grew up and just the fact that you were raised and I was raised a very similar way of just like, of course, women can be in charge. Like it was never a question. And I feel very blessed and very grateful that I have had that mindset. And it's funny. I don't know why this just popped in, but it's, it's changed drastically over the last 20 years. And I feel so grateful to be a leader and CEO, founder, whatever you want to call me in this time. Um, I've been watching the West Wing. That's like my binge show on Netflix. (laughs) And it's like almost every scene there is some comment like CJ is the press secretary. I don't know if you've watched the West Wing, but Allison Janney plays the press secretary. So female. And there's a lot of big female characters in that show that just get talked down to and just the way they're treated. And I'm like, this is like, this would never be allowed. That show was hot right before, right before this fourth wave of of feminism and, and women's movement kicked in, which really started in, I'd say like 2011, 2012. And, and really this has been the, and I launched my business in 2012. I started building it in 2011, but I read half the sky. There's like a bunch of series of events that led me to creating it. But then lean in came out right. 2013 Beyonce is a feminist. Malala is an international symbol for girls education. Right. And, and like, it's just the female, you know, like females are the future. And it just became like the mainstream trend, right? We've been in this. And then that led to, 
you know, potentially having a first female president to then, you know, Me Too movement, then Time's Up. So it's just, it's really fascinating how like movements build on movements, but, you know, all of the individual efforts that we all make, and you could be some small business or, you know, or you could be an individual that has just stood up for issues, but it's the aggregation of all of us that create these movements. So often we can think, oh gosh, things are never going to change. It's never going to get better. And, and I mean, I think right now in corporate America, it's like, oh, a corporate job. And, and, I, and I'm like, okay, you know, you're like, Claudia, good luck with that. That's never going to happen. And then eventually with enough people believing in something, the accumulation of that makes the change. I love that. And that leads into my next question is, you know, looking at the last sort of 20 years, I've only been in business. Um, you know, I've been in, biz- in business for about 10 years, but I started the company three years ago. So I was an assistant. I was an executive assistant. It was a very, especially in LA, Hollywood, I feel like they're very behind until recently yes, um, yes. On, on all of this. But it's funny because I'll still have experiences where it's my, like I founded this thing. I'm the face of it. I'm the one creating strategy, but my husband is my business partner. And I've had a couple of cases still in 2019 where a client wants to talk to him or right. wants him to send the contract. And he'll, he'll, he's great. He's like, uh, she's the brains behind this. Like we can't do this without her. So, but it's, mm-hmm. and the, the way that I'm still talked to from people that I actually really respect and work with, there's just a different way in which they speak to me and that they speak to my husband. And I think it's really crazy how far we've come and how far we still have to go. But my question for you is since you've been really in this, this is your life and purpose the last 20 years, how have you seen the most change and like, where have you seen the most change? And I guess I'm asking for an optimistic, um, hopeful yeah. answer here. And I'm, I'm hoping. Well, and, and you mean from a cultural standpoint, in terms of what's happening in society or for, as an entrepreneur and as a, as I a- think everything, like maybe what's been the most surprising to you, the most exciting to you. I mean, you're in it in the corporate side and the entrepreneur side, your she summits are growing and growing and growing. Yeah, just how how have you seen just this bigger idea of, you know, we have a couple of clients now. I don't know if you know um, Jennifer Brown. Um, yeah. Yeah, so she does this. So I've talked to her about this a lot, and it's just becoming more and more on the forefront of what we're doing. But it to me, it feels like a lot is happening and changing, and I'm wondering, is that is that true? Yeah, so much is happening and changing. I think that if we were looking at gender equality, which there's so many different lenses in, in terms of change, but if we're, we're talking about just overall like societal gender equality, parity, and also gen- the gender definitions have also changed as well. Mm-hmm. And like what is, you know, like non-binary, um, et cetera. So I believe that it's, to me, it's always been around humanity and I started off, the she initially stood for She Helps Empower because mm. you know, eight, eight, seven years ago, I just like women's issues and, and getting role models and women to care about, A, realize their highest potential and to like take steps to, to, to rise in their leadership and lead change for issues they cared about was just not, not really existent. It wasn't, it wasn't mainstream, you know, in 2012, 11, 10, when I was starting to build this. And so I just wanted to get women to care about women's issues. And so that was sort of the first iteration to, and then really if like, no wonder gender inequality is so huge because like most women, like media and everything was educating us on, you know, like sex in the city, like, you know, your, your purpose is like how pretty you are, how skinny you are, what shoes you have and who you're dating. And so like, that was the culture of the 2000s and we're, so we're building on these generations. And so, you know, I feel like the, the 2010 to 20 was, you know, the beginnings of, 
you know, like, okay, that shift happened, especially into, into like 2012, 2013. And I think it just became very much, and it still is like gender equality is like pretty much like you, you don't have to actually justify it anymore. Mm. Generally speaking, how much, you know, it's actually being how much cultures are changing to support that um, is a different story. And so, you know, for me, then I realized, but in order for us to get to gender equality, now that most women are mobilized, we actually have to get men now and all people to get behind, not just gender equality and the equality and equity of women, but of all people. Because that, then that like sort of like is a launching pad for diversity and inclusion and like that big, huge, massive conversation. Wow. So, so basically it went from gender equality for me to wait, we need to get all people and to, to not only lead change for women's equality, but for the equality and, and just for everyone to thrive. And that's why advancing she, he and equity became the next phase of the mm. business. And I just decided to also specifically focus on workplaces and, and leadership. But so I think that, you know, we are, you know, my movement now is very much in organizations, but from a societal level, I think that the exciting thing is change does happen. It's happening faster than it used to. And, you know, most people are very social justice and, you know, millennials and Gen Z, the younger generations is helping to fuel that. And also social media and technology and the accessibility to sort of get your voice and get your opinion out there and authenticity, which is, I know what your brand is all about. So all of that has made a huge impact. Yeah. You talk, you talk in your book about the tipping point. And I guess that was sort of my next question is, do you feel like we're there? Do you feel like we're close? Do you feel like we've hit it? Where are we in terms of like the tipping point in all of this? Well, I think say that, that I believe it's like 170 years or something, the, the, the World Economic Forum, I believe it's the World Economic Forum, since it's 170 years of gender equality. So it's still a long time away, wow. but you're also looking at globally and under, you know, underdeveloped countries. But, but what I said in the book was, I talked about the, the four waves and then, but like, this is the wave that, to stay. Mm. Like, this is it. Like, whereas in the past, like, if you think about Gloria Steinem and the first Women's March and all that happened, it's like everything eventually fizzled out. And whereas like this one is the one to stay. And this is, this is, this is, we're in the fourth movement where the acceleration happens. And I see that happening. I see, I see that, um, I don't feel like we're at the tipping point, but I feel like we are, you know, like brands like yours and mine. And it's just so important that individuals and, and organizations really are driven by purpose and are clear on their purpose and like what there, there's a trillion issues out there. It's a macro movement, not just one movement. So like, you know, pain is your positive impact. Like, what have you been through? What are your skill sets? What are you going to contribute? Um, again, back to leadership, rising as a leader. And like, if you're driven by a purpose and we're supported from a mental health and whole life integration and all these other areas, then we can thrive and we can also really change the world together. And so that's really, what, that's why, you know, what you do and what I do and so many other organizations out there, educating, mobilizing, teaching, transforming is so important. Oh, I'm so glad to be having this conversation with you today. Um, I'd like to talk more about the whole life leader because I think that's something as I was sort of reading, uh, you know, studying you this morning, that's something that actually, and I was looking at your Instagram, triggers me because I don't feel that I'm doing that. And I always feel like I'm failing basically because either I'm only working. So I'm like not doing my sort of wifely duties or cooking or cleaning or helping at all with the house, or I'm like doing my self-care practice, but that means I'm not working. So I'm, I'm always sort of 
feeling this, I'm not enough. And this whole life leader, that's the secret. Like I can't be, someone said to me once, like you need to take care of yourself. You can't get on stage and talk about authenticity and all this stuff and not look like you're like, you need to like have this whole life sort of. Yes. Like, yeah, it's definitely a newer concept and it's super relevant today, especially as people are forced, like us entrepreneurs are used to working from home or at least having a workspace and moving around, but we're generally used to sort of that, that integration. Whereas, you know, majority of people don't work from home and they're operating, you know, at a new normal and especially given their kids are home and if they don't have childcare, and they're like a teacher and, you know, and a housekeeper and also trying to like keep up with work and phone calls. So yeah, this is a big one. And I, you know, I know we also talked about anxiety and mental health and how big that is. You know, I've been there with you, sister. And I, and I think that, so number one is whole life leadership is starts with a realizing that you need to lead your whole life. What are all the departments that make up your life? Because that is all that you are leading. So in my curriculum, one of the first things I do is say, and this is one of the modules, which is, you know, define your life departments. Mm. You create your life org chart. And there's different visual graphics that we use to sort of do this. But, you know, so like for me personally, like number one, for everybody, it should be your first life department should be your mental and emotional and just general health. And it's the hardest thing. It's the thing that we leave to the end and at the bottom of the list, because we're just so used to getting up every day and hustling and serving and working. And, um, you know, we get into our, like, we all have our patterns of how we like how we live every day and you know the mental health and more we're doing those things and putting them prioritizing them as best as we can like imperfection is perfection and but like that's the first life department and then the second one for me personally and for everybody it just it could be in, in different orders of priority but like the second one for me is marriage mm. because if John and I are good then hopefully our careers are good our money is good our you know our kids are good so just generally like he's my he's the co-CEO of like my whole life basically oh I love and that I love that the yeah, way you it, phrase it's, that it's, it's a whole shift in the way that you think and like it's all just one organization and you do it for your company or you do it for work we're constantly creating strategic plans but we're not doing that for our whole life. And it does take this stepping back process. And then the third one for me is being a mom and my kiddos who are three and almost five. Whoa. And, and, but like, you know, but that's also, but I have a, we have a, we have a live in au pair, which is huge and game changing, but, but it's, it's like, you know, everything that takes to manage that. Right. And to be a mom and, And then the next one is career, which is also my social impact because my, my work is me making a difference in the world, et cetera. And then, you know, it could be home or it could be home is your foundation, right? It's what gives you energy. And you know, like if everything is chaotic and messy, then that creates internal chaos or obviously there's your finances, which for some people could be number one. And, you know, for me, so it's, it's really like, what are your life departments? And then you know, the other piece is also like writing, writing down all of your leadership titles and where are you leading versus where are you supporting versus where do you need to hire an extra person? Like finances, I don't enjoy finances. Okay. <laughs> that, you know, like, and John doesn't really love doing it either, but he's better at it than I am. And, but I, but I'm aware of it enough to like, I'm like the VP, you know, I'm sort of right. like, um, and I feel like I need like to take this course. Sometimes there's a head and there's a neck and then but it's interesting, like, let's just say that neither of you are good at something, then like, that's where you just freaking spend the money and you hire the person, <laughs> like just hire a marriage counselor or hire whatever it is that you need, because that's like, 
the most important thing in your life, right? So anyway, so it's this whole strategy and also planning your life and elevation periods, which is another tool because we can't be running everything at the same time. You're almost overwhelmed when you look at all your life departments. So in every, any given period of time, whether it's like two months or three months, you know, or a season, it's like, or even it could just be like one week, right? Like this is what I'm prioritizing. Like these top two or three things need to be the priority. Like a pandemic is happening in the world, like ABC, like this is all I can, this is what's number one right now. So I'm going to just move that to like next year or Q4, but it's, it, you don't, you don't, it's still in your periphery. Yeah. You know, like your health doesn't fall apart. Your finances don't fall apart. Or like, you know, you're looking, you're always thinking about your 360. You're not just always only like, like work centric, you know, kid centric, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's a whole different approach to leadership. Um, I'm going to take this course. So I'm just going to say that. And I I mean it, I really like listening to the way you just described that makes so much sense and takes out sort of the overwhelm for me. And we did something, you know, when we started going to, we actually got, um, we didn't get married in a church, so we didn't have like any required sort of counseling. Right. So we started seeing this therapist who's really great with marketing because she, she had this offering for uh, engaged couples. And it's basically four sessions that focus on these very specific topics. And I've talked about this on here before because we loved it so much. We kept going and we had this mindset shift. My husband is also my business partner. So there's a lot there of our marriage should be our number one client because we spend, we'll drop anything for a client. But then when it comes to ourselves and our mental health and our marriage, it gets put on the back burner. And the minute that shift happened, and I love what you're saying, because so much of what you just said is just a mindset shift. And I focus a lot on mindset. And I always, um, one of the things I'm most interested in and why I like interviewing people like you is there's obviously like this radiate, like you radiate a lot of things, but like confidence, success, clarity, like things that I really look up to in leaders. And I'm always so curious as to like, well, why is somebody successful versus somebody that isn't successful? Like what contributes to success? And I think mindset is so huge. And I just appreciate so much the way you just broke it down. It was just so clear. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to take this course. So there's several things there just I want to respond to. One is that nobody is perfect, right? It's everybody needs to work on mindset. It's honestly, it's like a muscle and exercise. And if you don't eventually work out and work that muscle, it's just going to get out of shape. And so the most successful people in the world can have, can be suffering through massive anxiety and be a mess mentally. But it is, it it is really just a question of how much, how much are you managing it and developing your system and your tools and over a period of time, you know, just, just getting better at it. Right. And, but like, but we need to be easy on ourselves. I think that's the other major thing. And like surrender is a huge thing. I love that. that. A whole other tool that, I talk a lot about just creating like drawing a table and like one column is control and the other column is surrender. Oh, is <laughs> this all in the, is this all in that in course? course. Okay. It's in the course. So, and so basically it's, it's, and like really focusing. And I, I also have this whole analogy of a life mountain, which is, you know, that we're always, even when we're struggling and we feel like we're failing and we feel like we're, Oh my God, even though like, yes, I have this external success, but the internal like imposter syndrome is so out of control and you're, and you're just like, I'm, I'm failing or I'm not, I'm a fraud or all the crazy self-sabotage crap that, you know, our, our inner critic says to us, what I call CLT's core limiting thoughts Mm. is really that we're still rising as we're falling. 
you know, we're actually, it's just, if, if you actually at some point look back and, and like, why am I going through this? Why am I doing this to myself? Or why is this challenge happening? And you actually grow from it. Like that is what, that's how we rise as leaders. So as imperfect and as much of a mess you might think you are, if you grow from it and you allow it to shape your character and you allow it to build your mindset and develop new patterns and new tools, then you're actually like working on yourself. Like that's called, you know, say like personal growth is what, you know, is what then leads. We can't optimize our personal growth um, without doing the work and you can't optimize your leadership without doing the personal growth. So it's, it's all like, you know, you're still rising when you feel like you're failing. It's just, you have to do something with, with the lesson, you know? I love that. You're such a, it's so funny. Do you know anything about astrology? Um, not like, not like super like nerd out level astrology. It's just I like mean, I, so I, I Aries. Like, I'm so Aries. Like the fire <laughs> is, the fire is stuff. so real. And the thing that I appreciate, like it's the elements that I, I like to work with the elements a lot. And I have a client who's an astrologer, so I get like very immersed in it. I'm not one myself, but for me, you know, there's all these different tools and astrology for me is just one of the tools I use to like have compassion for myself and for others. Right. So we have all these tools to love and that's just one of them for me. But listening to you talk, I have a lot of fire in my chart and I'm just like feeling super activated. Like you are clearly an activator. Um, and I'm just grateful that during this time, it's really stressful and we've talked about it and people are stressed. And I think that doing these kinds of courses, I have this document I put out a couple of weeks ago. That's like how to support your business right now without selling, because a lot of people can't sell right now or the first couple of days or weeks of the pandemic, I was kind of turned off by people selling things to me. I'm like, I don't really want to be sold to right now. So how can we support our business? And I think doing these types of courses, people think of as not direct lines to revenue, but I think that's something that we really do need to rethink and reshape with this sort of leadership mindset. Like you can hire and you can do this and you can structure and you can organize. But if, if these basic tools, it's like the foundation and I just, and I, and I, and I talk a lot about how, you know, when you are like a a tree, a tree being rooted in the ground. And if you are a tree with like sort of like wimpy roots, then in a hurricane's gonna come, you're gonna blow over in a minute. Whereas if you've got deep, deep roots, and I call those the 13 foundational pillars of personal leadership in the book. And the eight and like my course is like rooted in that. But and it starts with purpose, which is what's the goal, you know, whole life purpose. And then it moves to like vision, like what's your vehicle to achieve that purpose. And it just sort of moves into like all these different topics. But what you're what's coming to my mind right now is the time to not binge on Netflix, but to binge on learning and personal growth. Like this is the perfect time to work on your stuff because not a lot of business is getting done. And like, if you can, it's just cause like, it's good for your mental health anyway, to be reading and learning. You become the content you consume, you, be, you become the company you keep. And right now, like, and, and it's funny cause the three pillars of She Summit are connect, educate, activate. And so, and like, to me, that's the three, like we have to constantly be editing and curating and connecting with community, right? Every year we need relationships to grow and rise in our potential towards our highest potential towards our destiny, which is extraordinary, you know, education. Like we need to constantly be learning new things and making decisions and choices because the choices we make create the future 
create our future and the fabric of our lives. And the third thing is activate is we have to make decisions, right? And move and take action against things. And so this is a great time to, yes, we are all like scrambling with home offices or, you know, like a new way of living. But if you can like carve out the time to, um, to, to invest in learning mm-hmm. and whether it's podcasts, courses, um, cause it's the time to build that internal foundation. Cause it's honestly, people are like lives, the future of work is unpredictable right now. People are like, as I was talking to a company and, and we're just saying, yeah, even though they're going to lay off a lot of people, but some people might just not go back. Right. Some people might want to have complete life shifts and like move to like Bali or something. Right. Some people might just want to have complete life changes after this, this global event. And so, you know, I think this is a good time for that personal growth and also just building community, like reaching out to, you know, we can't isolation, like we're not born to be isolated and it's not good for your mental health to be isolated. If all of your thoughts stay in your head, then they're out of control. (laughs) But if you have community to be sharing with, you can better control those thoughts. And we just, we're, we're meant to do life with others. And so this is also, again, like these are the good things that can come out of COVID-19. It's basically growth, like strengthening your internal leadership and that, that leap that's where like your whole life, like what matters the most in your life is kept in perspective. And then secondly, community, like that college best friend that you only talk to once a year, like why don't you Zoom call with her once a month? Like why, why, why do you not have more frequent connection, right? So community and also like, also just doing, I, I did a whole list like I, where I wrote out like my top, like my top 50, mm. you know, like these are my top 50. And I'm like, I want to make sure that I'm touching base. Cause like relationships matter. Oh, so I much. love that idea. I'm going to steal that idea. Yeah. I'll show it to you. I'm going to yeah. steal that because people, um, I live for people that's coffee on. <laughs> I'm totally doing it. I told, I'm totally doing it. I think that's like my total aha moment because for me, it's, I can say right now it's why I'm successful is the company I keep and the connections that I foster. Like people fuel me. It's not marketing that gets me out of bed in the morning. It's people. And I think, you know, I'm very passionate about my business, but it's because I'm passionate about my clients. And and I think, you know, keeping in touch with our family and friends, I just, I appreciate this because it's like, it's like, I think we have such sort of a narrow mind sometimes of what success looks like and it has to be financial and it has to be related to business. Whereas, you know, I've said so many times in my life, you know, success to me is like the people that have in my life that I can, that I can call and they'll pick up, right? Like that's success to me. And I think you're right. This is a beautiful time. I mean, quick check-ins have turned into like two hour calls right now. And it's been so beautiful and so connected and it can be very easy to get caught up in the negativity. And if you are in a place and you are privileged and blessed enough to be healthy right now and to be with your family right now and to be able to, you know, have access to internet right now, I think that there's so much free content out there too. Even just studying you for a couple hours this morning, I was able to watch a TED talk. I was able to watch the first chapter, read the first chapter of your book, listen to a podcast episode, a blog. Like there's so much content out there right now that you can learn and that you can consume and just getting in that space of like learning something, reading something, creating something, building. And and, and back to like managing our mental health every day and mindset is that I like to also sometimes just categorize, okay, this is, you know, like my God time or like my learning time. Like this is the time where I'm going to, you know, just do something that's good for my mind and my, my soul. Right. And just 
like, where's the stress of, oh, I got to get those emails out and I got to like follow up with that client and I got to, you know, prep like that project and like that stuff that just has a different energy to it. It's very much around finding that personal time, whether it's morning, afternoon, night, if it's 15 minutes, if it's one hour, but if you can schedule it regularly and make that the, the me time for your mind and it can be listening to your favorite podcast or reflecting on your notes that you might've like, I love to keep like a few ever notes where I just go to it when I'm feeling stressed out and like my mantras. So again, it's, it's just finding those things. Um, Cause as we do all these courses, as we do all these podcasts, as we learn all of these things, you're, you're taking notes somewhere, right? So I know I'm literally is, taking notes. You have to literally go back to your notes and have them in an accessible place. So there's a whole, again, this is all life strategy, and this is a great time to organize a system for yourself. And then, so, so for me, there is that sort of mindset, mindfulness time where I'm feeding my soul and feeding my brain. So I feel good. I, I feel inspired. Energy is so important. And then I'm like, okay, now it's like work time. And now I'm in this. And even in my work time, I have, okay, I'm in like outreach mode where I got to be talking. I got to be pitching. I got to be talking like the collaborating partners and it's just much more I'm in a whole different energy and a posture versus like okay I'm in curriculum mode and I'm like and I'm gonna have like my coffee and my pjs and I'm in that mode you know versus um yeah versus when I'm like I always have my talent mode where I actually have to perform I have to be on you know a video or I have to do something where I mean typically it's like getting on a plane and, and going somewhere or going to a meeting but So, you know, this is a great time to almost create, like do this life strategy work, right? And it's all about managing your mind, managing your day-to-day, managing your lifestyle in a way that serves you. And we we do need to find a new way of living now with with so many people. Um, And I I nerd out on this stuff. Like, I love it. No, I I love everything you're saying. I'm like, man, I wish I could have a, a call with you just because this, the way that you're putting it, and I don't know for our listeners if it's like clicking as much, but sometimes, you know, you'll have a conversation with somebody and just one thing clicks and you'll take it with you. Like I had a conversation with a friend of mine a couple months ago, and I've probably repeated it now a hundred times to people because it just something clicked for me. And this idea, is this in the course too, the life strategy stuff? Yeah. Okay. Sold. Because I think for me, it's (laughs) like, like, yeah, because this kind of stuff for me, it's like, it's not about increasing productivity or focus. It's just about like enjoying my human experience more and not getting so caught up. But if I can, for me personally, if I can say, okay, this is mode of like, I have to be on, like, this is the mode that I'm on, right? I'm creating a course right now too. Like everything you just said really hit home for me. And I think having these tools, so much of what you're talking about is the tools and going back to mental health. You know, I had a friend talk about one of those things that clicked for me. She's a big time meditator. And a couple years ago, I'm a really bad flyer and I fly for work like you do like all the time. So this is like kind of amazing that I don't have to be on any planes right now because I don't enjoy it. And she said to me one time, she's like, when you're having a panic attack on a plane or you're, you know, getting in that space of just total anxiety and panic, your only job in that moment is to manage the sensation. Like you just manage the sensation. So if you feel it in your chest, you're going to take deep breaths into your chest. And your only job is to manage wherever that sensation is in your body. Like how can you manage it? And it just, that really brought me back when you were just talking and it's the same thing. And when we're having a mental experience, like an anxiety attack, we have no choice, but to like be present to that and manage it and get through it. And I feel like 
that's very similar to all aspects of our life. Like we're, we need to manage it better. And so I've learned so much from you on this and I just have so appreciated this conversation and can't wait to take this course. Um, so if anybody's listening, we can do it together. I have one last question though, because as a woman myself and a leader, I actually think I can take the woman part out of it. I was just recently, what was it? I was in a Forbes (laughs) article and it was like female, founders give their advice. And I was like, why can't it just be founders? You know? So I want to take, I'm like contributing to the problem by positioning my question that way. And that is my question is as somebody that is conscious of this, what more as a leader in business, whether you're an entrepreneur or maybe you just have, I have a, I have a friend who works uh, in a corporate job, but she's a leader and has like 10, 20 people under her. Is there just a simple change or something we can do right now after all your years in studying this that just can, you know, what can I do to be better as a leader? If you had to give somebody like one piece of advice. There's so much. I know. There's so many pieces of advice. Maybe your favorite or your most recent <laughs> advice to leaders. I'll share, I'll share, I'll share the one that I, you know, I sort of kick off all my keynotes and sits in the course and in the book, which is that your schedule is less about what you get done and more about who you want to become. Mm. So it's again, it's like we're who are we becoming and what matters the most. And you know, and I we live in a very and we live in a way where every day we're very focused on micro things. And that's why I, I do the whole life mountain analogy. Like I want you to step back and look at your life and like, how old are you? And I have this other time analogy where I, for me, I'm 45. So I say, if I, if I get to live to 80, I have 35 years left of my life and the future is what matters the most. So, you know, so who are you becoming? And like, so really stepping back and all, like we get so caught up and we hold so tightly onto these things that we, it's like, especially with, and I know you probably could totally feel this. I think every person can work. There's something about self-worth and productivity where like every single day, depending on what you get done, it's like our worth is connected to productivity and feeling like feeling good and enjoying, like we're like literally freaking missing out on life, right? By living in this stress and so it's just a whole other, it's again, reframing around your life and that stepping back and creating that blueprint and that, you know, your Bible of like, okay, these are the things that matter the most. This is what makes up my life. And that you're starting to make decisions that every single day that align with that um, and who you want to become. So it's really powerful. And, but it's really, it changed my life, you know, the statement and that, and everything that we go through is shaping our character and shaping who we're becoming. And yeah, it just, it's a shift. It shifts how you, and the choices you make and the actions you take. So to, to be a lot more purposeful. Yeah. So it's such good advice because I think too, like we get caught up or I think me specifically, like this conversation for me personally has been very profound and it happens for me on the podcast where it's like every episode is at the exact right time. Cause we got our, ours was postponed last week. My computer died. So we're talking today. We had to reschedule. We needed this more today yeah. than and it's every every episode is so healing to me and exactly what I need to hear. And I think I feel very purpose driven, right? Like I have this company that's around purpose and my clients have all this purpose, but yet I still get caught up in the productivity and what I'm getting done. And I attach my value and my worth so much and my identity. Yeah, I know. And I think, and I think that's the, and I think that that's the other pandemic and epidemic that we're in today 
is the over, I'm so worried and especially concerned for women because the gender equality movement has given, has helped women entrepreneurs. Yes, women are empowered. Like more companies want women in senior leadership positions. It's a great time to be a woman in the workplace, but nothing else is getting taken off their plates. Like they're still doing, like they're still responsible if you want to have a child to conceive and to carry and birth and, and, you know, and then groceries and cooking and, you know, all these. So it's, it's really, there's so much there. Um, but I, but I think that also too, it's like, okay, wait, do you want to have a family and what do you want your marriage to be like? And, you know, wait, who, like, like these are my favorite people and like never get to talk to them. And, you know, so it's, it's just really a reset. So we will definitely have many more. I feel like we could talk for yeah, hours. Yeah, I agree. So I this is about how long. Yeah, we're taking this no, this has been just such a great conversation, and I think too, I've I've been seeing a lot of just you know, this is the opposite um, a little bit in many ways to what a lot of conversations I've been having, which is like take the time to watch Netflix if you don't want to get up, don't get up, and you're like, this is the time to learn. People, come on, like that fire in you just is so activating, and it's not obviously you're an amazing leader because I always think good leaders make you feel better in their presence and not intimidated. And that's sort of my, when I'm talking to a leader or around a leader, that's sort of my line. I'm like, do I feel better around them? Or am I like, do I feel shrunken or like, you know, like in their shadow and this whole conversation, I'm not looking at you like, oh my God, how can I attain this? I feel like you just gave me all these tools to like step into my fire right now and get shit done and also live. (laughs) So it was really a beautiful conversation and I'm so grateful and I would love to take your course. And just for the last thing, if there's, you know, any calls to actions, things you want to share right now, how we can find you, um, where we can learn more about you. So I, I think I have five or six episodes on my How We Rise Leadership podcast. And I, I started it, did season one last year and just kicked off season two cool. this uh, recently. And so some a lot of what you heard, like I go deeper on some of this stuff in the podcast, but on shesummit.com, you'll find the How We Rise course and you could you know, e- easily just sign up for it. Um, and beyond that, we are, our conference will be, it's typically November, but we are now, of course, innovating and, and, and likely almost definitely bringing the conference virtual and like, you know, stay tuned, sign up for our newsletter and learn, you know, you'll get news about the conference. We're amazing. It's high impact leaders, entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs and all people sort of attend. And yeah, that's, I'm on Instagram, Claudia Chan Wagner. So um, it's a real, such a pleasure. You have such amazing energy mm-hmm. and I love your authenticity, Krista. I can see why you're so successful. It's that's rare that like, and the humility and the, the honesty and just being who you are. I think that is so refreshing. And, um, I, I love connecting with you. I love the conversation. Thank you so much. Yeah. I just, just to touch on that honesty piece, it's what I demand. I think of my clients and my audience. And I learned when I was teaching yoga that you can only expect people to be as vulnerable as, as you. So I, I had a, a little, and I did this before this podcast and it's my forever prayer. Um, whenever I'm 
coming from a place of service, which should be all the time, I always first say, give them what they need. That's the first one. So it's like sort of removing myself from it. And my prayer is let's give them what they need. So what we talked about today came out because it's what people need to hear today. And then the second piece is always allow me to open my heart so they can open theirs. And, and for me, I, I'm constantly pushing myself to be more honest, to be more vulnerable, because that's what I demand of the people around me. And so you have to sort of walk the talk in that way. So I appreciate you for seeing me. Feels good to feel seen. And um, for everyone listening, this was such a beautiful episode. Obviously, um, Claudia is very inspiring to say the least. So I'm just grateful that I get to have this platform and share her with you all. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I'll put on the website and everything in the show notes so people will access that. And until next time and next week, keep growing. 